Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. It's on the pace for this Thursday morning. Brittany Graham with you today to preview what is going to be a massive night out of Bathurst on Saturday night. And I guess the last few pieces of the puzzle were put in place last night with their delayed chalice and bracelet heats taking place. And we'll run through those a final field shortly. Now, there's no barrier draws just yet, but I've noticed that uh, the entirety of the night's race fields have been pulled down from harness.org.au. So I can only assume that at present, uh, those three-year-old final fields and, and draws are being inputted in. So hopefully uh, we'll have some barrier draws through very, very shortly for those groups one features. Clayton Tonkin had a great night last night and he's got a couple of really good chances come Saturday night and no doubt he's sitting by the phone waiting to see where Idyllic has drawn in his chalice final but he's been kind enough to join us this morning to have a little bit of a chat about his runners for this coming Saturday. Appreciate your time this morning Clayton. I can imagine it's probably pretty busy out your way at the moment. Yeah no it's always busy down here Um, but yeah no uh, we've had a good Good carnival up there so far, so it's been good. Firstly, on idyllic, uh, what changed in his preparation? Obviously, Monday was meant to be his heat performance. It changed to to last night. Was he already uh, in New South Wales, or did it really shuffle his week quite significantly? Uh, it shuffled his week. He was already up there because uh, it only got called off not long before the first, actually. Um, but we just sort of had to had to give him a hit out Monday for because all his work was around to race at Monday, so he had his last hit out on the Friday. Um, so he just had a light, light sort of mile and a quarter over uh, at Bathurst. So he had a little bit of a blow for last night. Uh, you know, he, he got through the run good last night, and, uh, you know, it's just one of them things where you probably don't want to overtax him last night because, you know, you've got to back, back him up two days later or three days later. Yeah, it was quite interesting watching quite a few of the heats because most of the major players progressed through, but you noticed the earplugs on most of them were, tr- yeah. were kept in. His slides were still up. So everybody was in the same boat that they were trying to get through the race and qualify, but just do as little as possible. Yeah, that's, that, that was the, the key of it last night. You know, um, without knocking them around, knowing that you've got to... Uh, uh, back up a couple of days later. It's a little bit different with sort of probably Joanna. She's a little bit more uh, competitive towards herself. She sort of brushed up the straight by herself pretty pretty strong. But, you know, she's one of them fillies that sort of, you know, she's pretty competitive and uh, she, she was wanting to buzz up, you know, a little bit more than we wanted to. Well, she knows what her job is, that's for sure and certain. For most of these, if not all of these juveniles and three-year-olds, um, it's probably the first time that they've really been asked to back up in such a short space of time. So it is a bit of a great unknown for all, really. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I, I think, you know, you better ones that won't worry. Um, you know, the weaker ones will probably, uh, you know, you might see them, uh, you know, maybe 95% uh, Saturday night. I think the stronger ones and the better horses, you know, you see through the interdoms and that when they used to have them carnivals, the stronger horses would always sort of prevail final night. For both of the three-year-olds, Idyllic and Joanna, how much work had they done between the, their derby and, and Oaks finals? And is it a case of as much as they're having the quick back or, uh, back up to, to Saturday night, you would expect that last night's heat performances will really tighten them up because it had been a few weeks between runs? 
yeah, well, uh, to be honest with you, they went into it a little bit fresh because, uh, you know, the travel was um, probably the biggest thing with them where when they come home they had sort of four or five days where they did nothing and uh, and then they sort of started getting into it again. And uh, the, the trip in itself is like a run, so uh, I'm sure um, come final night they'll be a bit sharper. No doubt you'll be hoping for good barrier draws for both of them, as all uh, qualifiers are. But the one good thing about uh, Joanna and Idyllic is if they get the draw, they've both got the gate speed to be able to utilise it. Yeah, definitely. And uh, they're both strong horses. So, you know, if uh, you know if they draw in the middle, they can put themselves into the race. So, um, yeah, barrier draws are key because, you know, how competitive it is and... Uh, you know, when you put all them good fillies together, it's, uh, it's a big asset to be in front of them. Yeah, certainly. The fillies in particular looks to be wide open uh, and it's going to be all important, that barrier draw. One barrier draw you do know is for Lightning Dan in the two-year-old Colts and Geldings uh, Bathurst Gold Crown. He's come up with probably not the best draw on paper out in seven, but just watching his two runs to date, boy, he's still got a lot to learn, but the motor is clearly there. Yeah, no, he, he's a he's a real smart colt. He's sort of thrown me out a little bit because at home he can uh, he can get up on the bit and want to do it. Um, both times he's gone gone to the races, he's just been so wayward and hanging and doing a lot wrong. And it's sort of it's sort of thrown us out a little bit because uh, you know it'd be easy to correct correct it if it were, he was doing it at home. But um, when he gets away from home, he, it's like he he's looking at everything. So. Uh, if he switches on, uh, I'm, I won't be surprised uh, if he runs a really good race. In terms of trying to switch him on and, I guess, correct what he's doing at present, is there gear changes to be made? Is it just something that will have to come with racing and learning himself? Or have you tried to make some sort of, I guess, remedial changes in the lead-up to Saturday night? Yeah, for sure. We... Uh you know, he's one of them horses where at home you just have an open bridle with no head check. And, uh, you know, he, he seems really um, switched on and focused. But we've put the blinds on him. Um, and uh, I'm sure that will definitely help him. Um, Saturday night, I, the other night he locked on the pole real bad and he didn't want to steer off it. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think he'll, he'll wear that. But um, other than that, uh, yeah, I think with the blinds on it will definitely definitely switch him on because he's never really really had him on that much yeah hopefully he concentrates a little bit better when he's not looking here there and everywhere what do you make of the draw mr ray has come up with the one gate but could it be a blessing in disguise for lightning dan knowing that he's still not the entire package that maybe he'll either be you know outside the leader with something to really chase or uh, having a helmet to follow and something to concentrate on i guess it's not the end of the world that he's drawn where he has no i don't think it is either. i think to be honest with you when he follows he'll be a lot more focused um he sort of i took him to horsham and he, he he parked up because he sort of i thought he's probably just a bit better than him and uh you know he wasn't focused all and then the other night he was in front so at home, he's definitely not as focused when he's out in the open. Um, but when he's on the trail, yeah, he, he can be sharp. So uh, I think yeah, the way the barrier draws are, um, I know the two-horse got off the arm good the other night and uh, Mr. Ray gets off the arm good. And it seemed like pretty competitive between them, them two horses drawn inside us. So uh, if there's a little bit of speed on, I think it would definitely suit him.
He's tough Tilly's full brother, I believe, and they couldn't be much different, much more different at this stage. He looks to be a big rangy style of horse and she just looked as though from day dot she was professional, but obviously at home you thought that he was in that same boat too. Yeah, well, Centenario, another good horse we had is his brother as well and uh, tough Tilly and Centenario are quite aggressive, like, you know, they really want to do their work. Um, where he, it's funny, at home he's um, one of them horses that it gives you the feel that he, if he switched on like that, um, you know, he, he could light up. But away from home, he, he more wants to look at everything. So I, I don't think he's completely different to the other two, but uh, at this stage at the racetrack he is. So it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if the penny dropped and uh, he started switching and turning on. That would be good if he could do that on Saturday night for a Group 1 feature as well. Before we let you go, it would be remiss to not get a bit of a ride, ride high update whilst you were joining us this morning on on the pace. How is Chainsaw? Where's he at? When can we expect to see him again? Um, yeah, no, he's really good. Um, really happy with him, to be honest. Uh, yeah, probably three to four weeks maybe. It's sort of one of them things where I don't have a set sort of race that I want to aim for, but... Uh, you know, at this stage, he's coming along really good. Looks super. Um, we've got our water walker going at the minute, so it's uh, it's been a huge asset. I, we were sort of trying to take our time uh, once the water walker was in operational, and then I could start stepping his work up. And uh, you know, now that's sort of going. Uh, it's uh, time to do a little bit more with him. Yeah, that's excellent news. Can't wait to see him back in action. Ride high. Appreciate your time this morning, Clayton, uh, and best of luck on Saturday night and also with those draws that are hopefully not too far away. All good. Thank you. Clayton Tonkin there this morning joining us for On The Pace and uh, between himself and, of course, Emma Stewart, they're going to have a, a super, super strong hand in Saturday night's Gold Crown finale evening uh, and expect Lightning Dan hopefully to be a little more switched on for all concerned. He's clearly a massive talent and we just haven't seen him, I guess, bring his professionalism from home to the races just yet. And that's all important in these two-year-old races. We've seen it from Mr. Ray. So uh, for him to be competitive there on Saturday night, lightning down, no doubt he'll have to be uh, on the straight and narrow, but it sounds as though uh, hopefully he will be just that. So still no fields just yet for the chalice or bracelet, but they shouldn't be too far away at all. So keep an eye on harness.org.au. Just a quick run through the final fields, uh, just in heat order from last night. Joanna, Heavenly Holly, Antonia, Girl from Oz, Soho Almazi, Gabby's Reason, Joe Rocks, Slick Sophie, Better Jewel and I Am A Joyride in the gold bracelet for the three-year-old fillies. And the gold chalice uh, field will be He Ain't Fakin', The Stain, Rick O'Shea, Lyrical Genius, Tasty Delight, The Mountain, Carbaganush, Idyllic, Stravinsky and cashed up, also making his way through to another Group 1 final. So I had a quick chat to Blake Fitzpatrick last night uh, after not only did he qualify his own runner, Rick O'Shea, but also he was aboard Tasty Delight last night. Uh, he was going to have a chat to Harness Race in New South Wales to see if there could be any exemption given the ruling is that he's to drive uh a horse that he trains over an outside steer. So he was going to see if there was any possibility to get an exemption in that Group 1 event. 
I'm not sure uh, how well that will go. Is um, I haven't noticed that happen in the past. But either way, that's the plan at this point in time. And if that doesn't transpire, then it looks as though uh, Brian Portelli may well jump back aboard. Uh, Tasty Delight looking to go back to back. And Silk Cloud, I know that Amanda Turnbull drove that runner in the heats uh, of the Gold Tiara last week. But Luke McCarthy will jump back aboard this Saturday night to take the reins behind Silk Cloud. So that's on the pace for a Thursday. Uh, we just have Young tonight replacing Penrith. So for something a little bit different, uh, the abandoned meeting from early this week at Young has been transferred to Penrith tonight due to lack of nomination. So uh, Young in the Thursday night time slot. Fred Hastings will be on tomorrow morning to look ahead to a big night of racing, of course, from Bathurst on Saturday night, but also Metropolitan Racing from Tabcourt Park and Angle tomorrow night, Friday night, again in a little bit of a different time slot. That's on the pace for this Thursday. Best of luck if you're having a bet tonight at Young.